0: So with that being, talking about pop culture, moving forward into the pop culture topic, this is a nice little um, segue. And talking about kids, um, we had a um, uh, PSA, and Josh uh, brought this up, need to address um, the trend of parents publicizing their own kids that are way too young to be on social media, especially with all the uh, people abducting women and kids in this world. And you have something to say about that
1: well just that the account should be private that's all
0: okay and about the, yeah so you thought like that should be uh
1: right because it's just you don't want that type of access to your child type of thing yeah because <clears throat> i had the honor of actually interviewing someone who actually work who would be working with the real life james bond in london mm-hmm. he worked for ssi or he was a contractor for ssi and he talked a lot about open source information. So that's things like Facebook, Instagram, things that we have available that can easily be absorbed by any type of corporation. A- after all, this is their business model. They, the corporations pay for that information. Mm-hmm. So when you give it away for free, this is how they're able to market to you.
0: Right. Yeah, I, mean, I, th- I just think that um, you know, social media should start at a certain age instead of just even it even it being private. Well,
1: there actually, it, well there's a, a soft age which is 13 because there's a actual uh age requirement. You right. It has a different name but it should be it is 13 though. It should be I feel like 18.
0: Yeah, and I, and I agree it should be 18, <clears throat> but it's crazy cuz we um you know, this is just going all over the place though, but it's still PSA's, but if some of these women who are on social media um, shaking their butt on the videos, all the half naked clothes, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you'll go through their page or whatever, and then you'll see them, like, with a picture, and it's like a locker behind them. And you're like, hold on, how old are you? Right? And it's like, and it's like, with this age requirement, I don't know what we got to do, but we talk about the guys and abducting women, and the creepers and the rapers, things like that, but they're able to, you know, view these women and get a hold of them through dms instead of you know other avenues because of this social media age and stuff like that and like i said a lot of these girls even going back to what happened with um ab and uh and the chick bad baddie right what's yeah, it that whatever her name is yeah yeah which was the uh um,
2: she was of age but she's
0: really 16 years old yeah and he shot a shot of her in in her dms or whatever because she looks yeah, like an adult obviously crazy lady
2: huh <laughs> He said, Text me, text me back, crazy lady, or something. Like yeah,
0: that. and she's 16. And then she posted. She put him on blast. Like, put him on blast.
2: what a teenage girl would do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. And Amy's like 30, or <laughs> whatever, right? Yeah. And she's 16. However, just like this other girl I'm talking about, she looks like an adult. And most of her stuff, and he's seeing this woman who's dressed a certain way, and he's just trying to shoot a shot. Now, he should have done more research because she's a public figure, obviously. But a lot of these girls aren't uh, presenting.
2: Oh, they're pre- well, to his defense, even though I'm not saying what he did was right, but you know, a, a lot of girls are presenting themselves as if they're older than what they actually are, based off their actions, their makeup, their hair, the way right. they talk, how they act, and they're giving off this idea of like, oh, I'm older than what I'm actually am. And you know, even though whatever her name is did say, you know, put him on blast, like, well, no, I'm actually this, and then actually go up. But there's actually a, a game or a trend where. Women tend to say, like, oh, I'm really this age. And then mm-hmm. the people will fall for it just based off of how they look, the way they dress, the makeup they put on. And then you find when something happens or if they get in trouble, like, oh, I was only 15 or well, I'm only 16 and all of that. And then it's just like, <laughs> were you getting who's teaching you to do this? Like to purposely <clears throat> fool and manipulate the idea of you being of age when you're really. In tenth grade, and I'm also more worried about the content
1: that they're viewing, because if these kids have social media profiles, they're going to be using it with a mobile device.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. again, how many kids know how to use a mobile device now? All of them. <laughs> so similar to how growing up, maybe not all parents use the parental control.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, things like that.
0: Yeah, these these things are 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 raising our kids actually, which is um actually. I got a story about a similar so that of happened to me. Um this is part
1: 2 of story time with Miguel.
0: So, this happened to me. This was actually before uh IG, you know, came out and as you know, I don't have Facebook. I never have Facebook. So, um I was um talking to this girl at the time I met her on a, on a dating site. On a dating site too, by the way. So, this is this, this is the, start Which of the site? story. Um at the time, I think it was Plenty of Fish. This was, like, 2010, I want to say. POF. 11. Oh, okay. POF, yeah, 2010. POF, I was, like, an early, early uh, advocate to POF.
1: Yeah, it was a game buster.
0: Oh, was it? It was, like, a dream, you know, at the time or whatever. Like, But also OKCupid as well. Yeah, but didn't that cost money, actually? <laughs>
1: uh, I think so. I mean, yeah. you could pay for a membership, but... The- the features you got weren't that good
0: i just remember there was this guy who i worked for named richie porter shout out to richie he was like a small italian guy and he was like 40 something years old he was a small five foot four italian guy balding and i remember it's like 2007 or 8 and he uh had a came in he went on a date the the night before (laughs) and um he told us the girl, and she was like, this beautiful girl. <laughs> whatever. I'm like, how the hell did you pull that? Or <laughs> whatever. So he was like, yeah, this new site, plenty of fish. And I was like, bro, if you can pull that, then I got to check this site out. <laughs> so that's what really got me on there. Shouts out to Richie once again. So I um, I, uh, so I so met the girl on there, and we're talking. And, you know, we're going back and forth. She's sending me pictures and stuff like that or whatever. She's a cute girl, you know.
1: Talking about sex beforehand.
0: Definitely talking about sex. We, uh, talked about a lot, and she would, like, you know, I thought she was in college at the time. The time might be, like, 20, I don't know, 20, I want to say 5, maybe, something like that. I thought she was in college, maybe 24, something like that. But anyway, uh, no, probably 25. So, I thought she was in college at the time, and, uh, actually, was, it was, it, it probably was 11. I thought she was in college at the time, and, um, she, um... And she was like, get you something like I'm on you know I'm on the way from school, about the catch this bus, yada yada, this and that, right? Sending me all these pictures, blah, 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 this and that. Oh, whatever. And she's actually from Delaware and whatnot. So Delaware. Yeah, Newcastle. Shout out to Newcastle. So <laughs> Apparently Banks knows about Delaware. <laughs> we'll get that story in a bit. So <laughs> So um as I'm um uh talking to her because she's in Delaware and things like that things kind of fade right so they fade six or seven years later i download a um a video chatting app uh to video chat i forget which one it's called but when i download the app skype no nah, <laughs> i it's it's uh Odoo or uh, what was it called? No, nah, nah, not Duo. That's new now. But it's like uh, it when people were using like before Duo, before Google Duo came out. Uh, I believe it starts with an I. But anyway, I downloaded this video chatting app. And her uh, her name pops. I mean, not her name. Her uh, her picture pops up on there. And her number. Mine, this has been seven years, right? So I... Chatted on the video, um, Snappy app. I said, "Is this such and such?" I won't say her name, and she was like, "Who it is?" So I said, "Who I was." She was like, "Oh my God, I can't believe that's you!" Right. Long story short, that number she hadn't had since seven years before, but her it was part of her dad's plan, so he gave she he gave her back that number that number I still had on my phone the whole seven years. I don't, I don't delete numbers, right? So as soon as I download the app, all my contacts pop up, and she was on there, right, the seven years later, right? So, and she had moved away at the time. So then I um, started talking to her. So she had, like, a birthday coming up. So I'm like, how old are you now? And she was like, I'm 23 or something like that. So I'm like, 23? Hold on. So I started doing some math. I was like, wait, you're 23 now? That means... Seven years ago, we first started talking. You was like seventeen or whatever, right, or or something like that. So she was like, "Yeah." <laughs> At the time, I didn't tell you, you know. I I, I knew you, I knew you thought I was older, and I told you I was older, but I really was in high school still. But I know if I told you, you would have stopped talking to me, and stuff like that. Um, and she was like, I'm surprised you ain't figured out because, you know, I sent you to a couple of pictures I had on the um like a little um uh. Like 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 a golf shirt type of deal. I thought that was a fucking shirt. She was like, No, it was uh, like like a school uniform type of <laughs> <shirt."> <laughs> Whatever. All right? So I um so um what made me happy about that situation to know at this time she's older, but me happy, as I said in the story, we had faded, we stopped talking right so i never actually had a chance to uh see her in person at the time and i never actually uh you know um uh mess with her but years later to find that out make you think about what you were talking about about like people just kind of masking themselves so that was a crazy story you know for me but like i said i never actually saw her um in, in person at the time. So, moving forward uh, with the pop culture stuff. Uh, surviving R. Kelly. I didn't see it, but John saw us. What do you think about um, that? Well, the first
2: part I, I didn't watch. The second part I did watch uh, one of the segments because they're streaming it on YouTube. And um, from this, from what I saw on the second part, uh, Dame Dash is on there because he had a relationship with uh, Aaliyah, and then they also interviewed um, R. Kelly's assistant, who basically was advocating. Oh, what is Dame saying? Oh, what Dame said. <laughs> uh, from the clip I seen, uh, Dame was basically expressing how R. Kelly, how R. Kelly was, you know, very very sick. You know, how, who wants to date? Uh, a thirteen-year-old girl, and then he went to a Dame a Dame Dash moment where the I think the camera guy was like, um, he's like I believe Aaliyah was fifteen at the time, and Dame was arguing like, <laughs> like he like Dame was like, no no no, she was thirteen. He was like, no, I believe she was fifteen. He was like, whatever the age was, if she was under eighteen, if she was under eighteen, it's still disgusting. Blah blah blah. He's an animal. He he's, he deserves to be locked up. And doesn't, when I saw wait, wait, that,
0: wait. doesn't Dame have several sexual assault cases pending right now? Well, some
1: of them are ridiculous.
0: Though. I agree, but still.
2: Well, the, on to Dame's defense, a lot of people tend to attack Dame Dash. I I show, showed you proof with yeah. that young lady who you even said, why would he even want to do anything with well, her? Josh said that. But well, yeah. well my bad. What Josh said, Jada Josh. <laughs> <laughs> um that obviously is that case is going to get thrown out because you can see that right, she right. was after money, or made after money. And the whole story was just completely made up. Talking. I believe the legal term is extortion Yeah, on and video. Th- right. And, but going back to surviving R Kelly, um, they like going back with, like they're going back and forth for uh, Dame dash. And then they had R Kelly's, a, a former assistant where she was basically advocating for R Kelly that, you know, that he is a good guy. Uh, what these women are saying are not true. She didn't witness any of these things, and basically, she was like defending that R. Kelly would never do such a thing. And then they also interviewed, I like think, I believe the first, the first ever girlfriend. That the one who
0: was in on the last one. Um, the Spanish chick. No,
2: oh. no, 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 no. This she was black. Like she was 15. Um, she was an aspiring singer. And she's been, I believe, I think she, yeah, I believe she said she was the first one that he picked okay. or whatever. And she said she met Aaliyah and she did background vocals for Aaliyah. And she said when R. Kelly, when they initially met, um, she happened to be an aspiring singer. And she admitted that if by her being around R. Kelly, would give her the opportunity to become a star. So she did admit that. But she also said that R. Kelly manipulated the situation, where he was very controlling. Uh, he would he would basically tell her that like he would make her say that you love me. Like uh, there was points where he like she was pregnant, and she was like, oh, what do you want to do with this? And R. Kelly looked, and she said, R. Kelly looked at her in her eye, and says, I know you know what to do. Because that's not R. Kelly's business, in that in in that sense. Mm-hmm. And then he would say, now tell me you love me, and she would say, but then in her head, she would be like, I don't love this guy. I don't know why I just said that. But he, she just said R. Kelly had this dark presence over him where he would be very controlling. And then he, <laughs> then, he, then she said where he would have her group her friends together. Like, oh, have them come over to the, the apartment in, sh- in the Chicago or whatever and bring your friends. And she would bring her friends, which were other 15 and 16-year-old girls, and he would have sex with them. And he he would just have sex in front of her, and she would not understand why he would do that. And like, and then it came to a point to where I guess somebody told, and all the girls that they she would used to bring, he would tell her like, never, don't bring anyone else. It would just be you. And then he would just continue to have sex with her. But with with that being said, uh, as you watch it, it just kind of looks like they're just doing this for entertainment purposes because they had the part one, which was. A couple, they had like a, I think it was three or four episodes long, or something, mm-hmm. or seven four, episodes. Well four episodes. Four episodes, yeah, Well, four episodes long. But now they're doing a part two. Oh,
0: no, no, six. I'm sorry, it was six episodes. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, it was something like that. It and now six.
2: they're doing the part two, where they're having more and more people come up. But now, it, from at least from what I watch, it just it doesn't seem like they really care about presenting the story, or you know, putting R. Kelly away. I guess. Now it just seems like it's more of an entertaining aspect of
0: it feels like to me and Joshua about a bad sequel, like they had a lot of fame or grossed a lot of revenue off the first movie, or in this case, the yeah. first series, so they said, you know let's put a sequel out and stuff like that, and a lot of times with sequels, as we all know, they're never as good as the first, and they they always seem like they're either rushed or that they just did it for the money and forced. It feels like to me, because where were these girls at? especially the first girl, right, in the first documentary? Did they save it? Like, did they say, you want to come now? Like, I don't understand that. And then secondly, um, I feel like that, you know, Lifetime in particular, they don't actually care about the women. They just care about the ratings and revenue. Because this show got a horrible rating, right, the first one, mm-hmm. it would not be a second one. So it would not be telling these girls' story, Right. They're telling right now. Right, exactly. And exactly. And that, and that is not authentic to me. Cuz if it's like, "Well, look, we only did a 1.2." I know her story is good, but I mean, I ain't putting it on the channel. I ain't put it on the channel. You know what I mean? So that's what the uh the the, the suits would say, you know. So I don't I don't think like that's authentic. And you know, even going back to the first one, man. It's just like I had problems with that throughout, you know, cuz as Josh You watched the first one? I did. Okay. Every single part. And as Joshua would know, with editing, you can edit anything to make it look a certain, you know, way, you know, so to speak. So, you know, he's not here to tell his part. So you edit certain parts, just like we used to have like um, the real world, you know, going back in the day. Right. These guys would be there for 24 hours, but we only see the exciting parts. Why? Because it's edited that way. What about the parts when it's reading the book? or eating a sandwich, right? But it's the quote-unquote real world, right? So, it's like... Um,
1: wow, that's like literally the
0: first reality show. I know, but I'm just saying, even going back to that and moving moving forward and whatnot, but that was the first one that, like, you know, piqued our interest, and we thought it was real, but then you got to really think about it. Like, is it? You know, so... Um, and, and even that, like, so, you know, I, I remember the first case and when it happened and, and all that stuff and that, you know, how he... You know, got off because the uh, the girl wouldn't come forward. But, you know, some of the stuff of that case, I did not know. Like, I didn't know that the uncle of the girl that he, quote, unquote, you know, or I guess allegedly peed on because he wasn't convicted of that. So, so allegedly, but he allegedly peed on was R. Kelly's like guitarist and stuff like that. Like I didn't know that the uncle was basically pepping out the niece and whatnot. To, yeah, are you serious? I'm serious. Like the uncle was the guitarist. Oh, the
2: girl that got peed on, girl, yeah. allegedly. Her, her.
0: <laughs> I thought it was it wasn't her dad. No, it was he was the uncle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he. Oh, it might have been her. It was her dad. It You're was right. her dad yeah, because her dad. her dad was like the lead guitarist or guitarist
2: or... for R. Kelly, and basically he was, as Mike was saying, pimping his daughter to basically say like, no, don't go against what. Is happening like say R. Kelly didn't do this and that and the third. And the girl, one of the girls, one of the victims, was basically saying like how she could not understand like this is your daughter, and she allegedly got peed on, and you're just being selfish by saying that no, this never happened, and you're instructing your daughter to say the opposite of what really happened because the girl that was there in that the other girl, the other girlfriend that was there in that, during that time frame. Identified the girl in the video, like that's her, and was well, her put niece because it was, it was
0: her, her aunt who identified her, who yeah. was um, I don't know why I can't think of her name right She's now. Sparkle, Sparkle, who was the second with R. Kelly, and they had they had several hits in the '90s, but she never really got a solo career. A lot of people think she was a little bit, um, I guess, uh, upset that her career never, never sparked, <laughs> for lack of a better term. And that she was, you know, used it to, to get back at R. Kelly. But that was still her niece. She was upset. But the father didn't let the girl go up on trial, on stand, because that was a minor and they couldn't force her to do it. Well, and even with the tape, it wasn't enough because the girl wouldn't go up there and say, yes, he did this and whatnot. So that's how he got off the first time, really, and whatnot. However, during that trial, he met another girl, a girl who was going to the trial every day after school. And standing outside waiting for him to come out, not not he didn't know her, but she went there to meet him, a girl who was I guess whatever fifteen or sixteen at the time. There's several questions there: Were your teachers, where are your parents, how the hell are you had a trial every day? We supposed to be in school. It's like 95 questions there. But nevertheless, um, as time moved along, is where the first documentary frustrated me because his first trial was in 2000 or 2001, uh, the first instance, or whatever. And then there's, like, women on these, uh, Surviving R. Kelly, the first part, up in, like, 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17. And they're still like, yeah, I met him, and he promised me a dream, and I moved in with him. And I'm like, shit, it's 2016, 17. (laughs) I'm like, at this point... This guy is, you know, was on trial for sexual crimes against minors. Um, had uh, we know he married a minor, in Leah at this point. So, what's your thing? Personal responsibility, right? So, if it's 2016 or 17, and you decide I'm going to go stay in his quote-unquote cult-like mansion, some of that's got to be personal because you've seen what happened in the, you know, in the past.
1: I mean that's why I was so surprised by all the sensationalism simply because we already knew this,
0: right? It's not anything new, right? And so there's one girl who was a DJ and she was like we used to mess around back and forth in Dallas. And she was like at one point I packed up and I, and I moved in there because you know I wanted to you know be with him more and stuff like that. And and you know he didn't treat as good as from now, but I wanted to be close. And I'm like it's like 2015. This was this, was this girl. And I'm just like. I just don't understand. It's like everybody's like, well, you know, he persuaded them a certain type of way. And I guess I'm really agreeing with Josh Moore on the show. And I'm like, Yo, the guy was a personal responsibility for you in 2015. That's like 2015. I'm like, we smoke some crack. And not say, they'll become a crackhead. Like, I've seen the outcome of this. <laughs> <You> know. <laughs> unfortunately, right? Right. Unfortunately. But frequently. But frequently. So for me to say, no, nah, I'm going to take a little hit in 2015 and just say, well, you know the drugs did this to me. No, I, I knew what crack would do if I smoked it. Just like if he was a predator, a very known predator. Over time, why would you? And these are now I'm talking about girls. And the ones of the first R. Kelly. This is what I really got frustrated because you know they show the girl and they show the age, right? So it'd be like you know I'm just throwing names, Jessica. Um, I met R. Kelly when I was 17. Or I met R. Kelly when I was 16. Okay. Then it was like, uh, Chandra, I met R. Kelly when I was 33. 33, bitch! <laughs> and you still, like, told me you got abducted and you and you fucking went to his house and, and you didn't know how to get out. No, she didn't. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like, come on! like, this not, like
1: But I feel like it goes back to uh, Brother Bill Cosby. Because... In all
0: honesty, would any of these girls come forward without a monetary reward? I mean, I don't think so. I definitely don't think they would be on a Survivor on Kelly if it was just... It goes both ways, too, John. It's, it's Lifetime, and he's right, the girls. If it was just like, yo, come on this show, do a documentary, tell your story, and go home. No monetary, you know, uh, uh, agreement. We're not flying you out, putting you in a hotel, letting you do this and that, blah, blah, blah. Giving you the uh, Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer. We're going to come <laughs> to your house, talk to you for a few minutes. They be like, nah, I ain't doing that. Same thing with Lifetime. It, it goes both ways. There's monetary occurrence, but that personal responsibility is real. Because when I watched that first one, and then it's like, yo, you know, some of us like, yo, he wouldn't, we had to eat when he let us eat. Uh, we had to stay in certain rooms and we couldn't do this and that. And then the one girl said, at one point, I was real hungry and I think she, he wouldn't let her get a sandwich, is what she said. And she was like, at that point, I got fed up, and I packed my bags. I walked out the door. I'm like, if you always could have left, <laughs> whatever. How are you a slave? I, I'm confused because indentured you know, servitude is a real thing, right? Slavery is a real thing. So to say you were a slave, and you know you were scared and trapped, but then you say the next sentence: the next day I packed my bags and I left, and I and I headed to the airport. I'm like, you could always walk out the fucking door. Why didn't you walk out the door and go talk about it? I I don't understand. So, and again, people want to tell me, well, you don't understand when a guy has that much control over you, you'll let yourself be controlled and and mentally in that way. Personal responsibility. Yeah, the key word is let. Right. (laughs) You know, you will let. So I do have empathy for the girls who really were victimized. But for these 30, 30 plus women, who, you know, claim victimhood, but then say, when I got tired, I walked out the door. I I can't. I I I I just can't feel for them. It kind
1: of reminds me of the scene from The Boondocks with the R. Kelly trial with Riley talking to the reporter.
0: Oh, yeah, I see that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It does. She saw P. She stayed, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That part didn't make sense to me. And it's not about part one, but that, you know, that really bothered me. The older women bothered me. The younger women it's a shame. I don't know. Mentally, we all know he has some issues. But you shouldn't even be on the show. Like I've been R. Kelly at thirty-three. Like you should be, you know, ashamed of yourself for going there or whatever like that. Because I'm like, really, like that's crazy. So, um. I mean, but R. Kelly's pretty old. Maybe at the time she was fifteen or something. No, no, she said this. These are women. It's not just her. Several women who met them met him in their thirties. Like met him for the first time. That's outrageous. That's what I. Said. That's outrageous, and decided to go move in his house, but then, you know, went on the show, crying and cheating about how they were treated in this particular house. And there seems to be a pattern in this reporting as well. There's a very strong pattern. All the same stories and whatnot. They just gather all the women they can, no matter what the age were. But again, that's the flaw because I'm not going to look at a grown ass woman who had a home and had a job and decided to go move in his house and to say. You know cry wolf or whatever
1: now to be fair maybe r kelly for
0: the 33 year old had a very strong however effect oh yeah yeah, i'm not, I'm not knocking that off or whatever but you gotta have personal responsibility too or whatever Just because i talked you out of your panties don't be like you know <laughs> you know it's his fault i gave it up in addition to being a celebrity and this made a celebrity, and even women, even now, and whatever, it's crazy, but even these younger girls, I don't know why, who met him in 2018 and 19, like, swear he would make him a star. I don't know why, because I don't know who he's made a star in the last 20 years. So, again, that's again a little extra thinking. And mm-hmm. the parents. Did you see part one at all? No. The girls who were fighting today, right? Oh, yeah, the, the two main girlfriends right now. Right. two things that got me about them number one the one girl they were living in Georgia they found out he was in Orlando or something like that and she was like 17 I want to say 16 or 17 one or the other but they drove her to him right and they drove her to him to you know uh, try to audition or whatever I guess and he wound having to go up to his hotel room and they were cool with that they were going back and forth and driving her to him. And then he, then he said, this is the R. Kelly, the R. Kelly who was on trial for peeing on the girl, the R. Kelly who married Aaliyah." the whole thing. He was going back to the Chicago police, and she asked them, you know, I need to go, be, you know, go more often, and I need to spend time up there, whatever like that. They consented for her to go to Chicago with this man. And they said, we're going to send your 18, 19-year-old sister with you to check up on you. But she's not going to be in the house with y'all. She's going to get her own hotel room, just kind of be there. What the hell? Why would you send your sister, your daughter to Chicago? You live in Atlanta. And what a man who's a known predator. Would you send your kid right now to R. Kelly? That's ridiculous. This is not like, this wasn't like 15 years ago. This is like 2017, 18. Like, these are like new things. And then the other girl, the one when, when they finally, you know, saw her or whatever on quote unquote on, on uh, TMZ or whatever. And remember the guy who did the, the dad who did the press conference with the mom and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 bro. Mm-hmm. You're just supposed to be a dude who missed your daughter, wanted to come home. Mind you, this daughter, her daughter, her daughter's grown. Like that, the, the girl, the light skinned girl, the one, she's like 24 now. But at the time, she might have been like you know, let's say 21, or something like that. But he on there, this man I've got, he got an earpiece like he a uh, secret service. He got the glasses on, sunglasses on, a whole suit. The one he got a fresh cut, <laughs> he on like yeah just bring my i'm like bro why are you looking so gq when your daughter's missing i'm just trying to figure out what i gotta do or anything and the press conference just seemed like it was like um to me like like i don't want to say fake but like just trying to show off his self or anything i'll be on there like i ain't eating weeks i, I wouldn't have a, a haircut I would like look whatever y'all could do bring my daughter i'm not like Yo, know I mean? let's, let's get this this suit and tie going and get my glasses before I go out there. Like, you know what I mean? That it it don't seem authentic to me. Oh,
1: he went to Dapper Dan, huh?
0: Yeah, like he had the fedora on. Like, John. no, he didn't. But I just want to throw John's fedora. But that bothered me. But part two, moving back to that, because part one, I just wanted to get into because I watched the whole thing, and I went from and I went from sad and empathetic to WTF. Like, what? Uh, why? So, um. And, uh, you know, moving to part two, I do feel like they're just capitalizing and they'll keep capitalizing as much as they can off the whole situation. Um, Just like news people do with the Bill Cosby trial or whatever you want to do and whatnot. Um, You know, switching. And that's why you think there's less people watching it now than the first one? I mean,
2: I really don't know why people are not watching the second version, but I I guess – just thinking it from a you know a logical standpoint is just now it just seems like okay what are we doing now we you, you put out an extensive first part which did well which created awareness um, and now it looks like our Kelly is getting some people are getting some sort of justice for what R. Kelly has done it's in the past. i has been a job for almost a year now, right? But now it just seems like okay you have the second version now it doesn't even now it kind of seems like cheesy in a way because now it seems like you're just capitalizing on the success of the first part and now it's just like okay it doesn't really, it doesn't seem genuine anymore wow it's just like okay now I'm just trying to just get what, get what I can get because I made so much money off of this now I'm gonna just fool the general public again and try to get whatever it is I can get on this second part
0: let me ask you this are you guys able to separate R. Kelly, the artist, from R. Kelly, the man, I guess?
2: That's a great question, Mike. I've been waiting for this. <clears throat> um, this Um I'm, I'm looking at it from this standpoint because, you know, a lot of people are going off with a cancel R. Kelly or even mm-hmm. the second part, they, they created a campaign, Mute R. Kelly, mute or, something, R. Kelly yeah. or something like that. Hashtag Mute R. Kelly. Yeah. yeah. But if you look at it from this standpoint, R. Kelly wrote a lot of songs. Not only for himself, he probably, probably wrote a lot of songs that your favorite artist is performing. You're,
0: you're not alone for Michael Jackson, by the way. Some people know that. Exactly. He
2: so. wrote, and just like that's just an example right. of R. Kelly's catalog. Mm-hmm. R. Kelly wrote a lot of songs for different people. And if you want to go off of this agenda of like, oh, I'm not going to listen to him now because I know what, what he did. I get it, but I don't get it because at the end of the day, you're looking at the artists of what they present and what they're giving off to the community. If that was the case, of you just being so strong-headed and where like, I can't listen to this person no more because I know he did this, then you can't listen to any artist. Because what do you know? You have artists – you have so many artists that come from different backgrounds that may have done this, that, and the third, maybe things similar to R. Kelly or if not worse or somewhat compares – Follow me, Mike. No, no, no. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm thinking about something now. Go ahead. And it's just like, you're gonna cancel R. Kelly, and I'm not saying, I'm not like sticking up for R. Kelly. I'm not saying what he's doing, what he did is right. But you wanna cancel R. Kelly and cancel the music that you already listened to, that you already liked, that already had some sort of moment or experience or memory that you had with that particular song, and now all of a sudden you don't like him no more? So if you're gonna do that, then you shouldn't listen to 90% if not 100% of what music is being put out right now that means you have to cancel every artist because you're telling me that you are going to be cool with this particular artist but until you actually know what they do on the download you're going to cancel every artist you're going to cancel that artist I so wanna- what happens what happens if every artist that you know gets exposed and they do things that you just morally are against. Are you going to just delete your your iPod or your your cell phone or your music subscription? What will you do in that? What would you do in that instance? Well, some people are that petty Pendergrass, right?
0: Agree, but I want to steal a term from Josh before he says it. I think it's a lot of selective morality. Ah, ching. Uh, in this particular situation. Right. And actually, I'm actually trying to love that term now, by the way. Oh, but, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, but I, I think it is because, like you said, like, you know, we know what our Kelly did and he has a great catalog, but also he wrote for so many people. So one thing you can't say, well, I'll listen to a Michael Jackson song that he wrote, but I'll listen to a song that he sang. Like, that's, that's being very selective or... Against so many different artists he wrote for over the years. It's, 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 it's ridiculous that you wouldn't even think of or, 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 or know about. And, but also, um, you know, we listen to uh, rappers talk about selling drugs. We listen to rappers now talk about doing drugs, right? We listen to uh, rappers in the past talking about sticking up people, robbing them, shooting them, all types of stuff. Uh, and we're okay with it. So that's a little bit of selective morality. And then even going to somebody now like Cardi B, you know, remember it came out that she used to be um uh, uh drugging the dude, she brought him from the strip club and robbing him <laughs> and stuff like that, tying him up. Because, and, but
2: because you like her now, you're not gonna you're just gonna automatically erase the fact that she did that. Like she would
0: That's a horrible act. <laughs> right? She, she, <laughs> she drug
2: <laughs> drugged men and then Robbed you know,
0: him robbed
1: them <laughs> so with people with selective morality is never going to hit them until it hits home so if that's your son now you feel differently
0: right if your son who's let's say 21 went to that same strip club and she brought him to the hotel and drugged him and robbed him you'll feel differently
1: uh, right so exactly. how you're feeling now is how you actually should feel to the situation
0: exactly and but because she said well you know i was um you know, I, I have a lot of money, so I was trying to come up. People said it's okay. What? That's ridiculous to me, you know? There goes that
1: double standard again. It's
0: a super double standard. It's not okay to drug and rob a man. First of all, you're already working in a strip club, so you're making some money, number one. But number two, to say, okay, this is what we did, and it, and it was okay, that's crazy. So, no, I don't agree with that. And I'm not with the whole cancel culture, period. Like, um, I can separate the man from the music. I love his music. I love the music that he's written.
1: Compartmentalized, absolutely. Just
0: like Bill Cosby. I love his show or whatever. So I'm not fantastic. Gonna stop, show. I'm not going to stop. You know, stop watching him. And if we're going to do that, and Josh can attest to it as well. Look at Harvey Weinstein. How many movies did the studio produce? Right, thousands.
1: Right? Are still producing. Right. Are
0: still producing. So we're going to cut everything off in our whole world. Uh,
1: so essentially, he doesn't have to go to work, and he still gets paid.
0: He still gets paid. But your favorite, your classic, you don't know, were produced by Harvey Weinstein studio. So if you're going to cancel culture, then let's really do it, right? Like you said, let's not watch anything. Let's cut off all the music. All right. and let's really do it. But don't have selective morality. That, that's my whole thing about it. And I guess you agree, Josh, with Absolutely. But yeah. <laughs> so not much else to... um be said there on our We talked about that the other day at the barbershop. That's why I asked that question. Oh,
1: would, uh, how are people feeling?
0: The same way. They can separate the man from the music or the show from the um or the show from Cosby or whoever it is. They don't feel like that, you know, uh stuff that we've um it's a shame in, in, in Cosby's case because he had no control over the networks taking it off the air. Mm-hmm. And for a younger generation who could have been inspired by a black doctor and a black lawyer, they wouldn't, and, and staying married and being a family for 50 years or whatever it was, they will never be able to see that because of the fact to took it off the air and stuff like that. But they'll see power or you know, whatever stuff like that. So, so that's a shame. But with that being said, a perfect segue, we're gonna do a power review right now. <laughs> Segway King. So, um, you thought I was gonna say it right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, did you see Power, John? Yes, I did. All right. So, um, Power came back after a uh, hiatus of uh, about a month and a half. Mm-hmm. We saw the first 10 episodes of the last season mm-hmm. back with the last five. What did you think? Did it surprise you or, uh, no. well, let's say how she's doing these last five? Did that surprise you? Wait. What do you, what do you mean? How she's kind of uh, focusing on individual characters. You mean Courtney? Yeah, Courtney. I'm sorry. So yeah, Courtney Kemp. Showrunner Courtney Kemp. I'm
2: sorry. Um, shout out to Courtney. She just bought a mansion. Okay. Real, real nice property. Fifty posted it. Nice. Courtney doing her thing. Nice. Um, I, I feel like it was like a typical move because you know, in essence, you would think like, okay, now we're gonna find out who shot Ghost. Right. But then. When you see the episode, this is spoiler. Uh, I'm sorry, spoiler alert, spoiler review. I feel like what she did was like a typical move of what they do at Power. They just completely do the opposite and basically revisit what happened in the last season on the first episode. Right. And that's exactly what they did with the, for the first episode of the quote-unquote final season. They basically did a rundown of what happened but gave you the backstory in episode one, right. of what initially happened on the last episode. Right. instead of going forward, they kind of went back in time and right. gave you the backstory of like where Dre was mm-hmm. and uh, why, why he was even there and and like what happened and like what the call that uh, ghost made to um, two bit to two- bit yeah. and Spanky. like yeah. what, what, what was their role? like did they actually right. get the job done? And, you know, they just did that. And I, I kind of was disappointed because yeah. I was like, now, because I'm getting feedback from other people I know who watched it. Yeah. It kind of confused people even more because now they don't know what, what exactly is going on. Because now, obviously, it wasn't Dre because he's dead. <laughs> and he, he didn't even get a chance. Once again, Dre, Dre falls short. <laughs> and it Proves the ghost that he's just a you know a dumb little nigga that's just trying to a fake ghost be a be a fake ghost and fail miserably. <laughs> yeah. But what I did like, um, I did like the moment where he had it with his mom. Which one? In the uh, house or the jail?
0: And both. Okay.
2: I I feel like it gave it gave Dre a little bit of humility in a sense of why he is the way he is now. And basically describe why he does what he does and how uh, destructive he is in regards to how he handles his decisions, based yeah. off of what his mom did to him, calling him a devil yeah. and not never really giving him the love that he ever he actually wanted, ca- which caused him to quote unquote act out and not basically ever show his daughter Heaven and like the the reason why he gave her the name Heaven mm. and stuff like that. I like that, but then the part with his girl. Being from London, and how she was gonna go back, yeah, she wasn't bad either to me, so <laughs> no i mean whatever <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I thought that point that point of the that part of the movie of the show i mean, I don't know, I didn't feel like that was really necessary, um, just based off the storyline and what's going on and what's happening and what you want to happen. I don't know, I just feel like that was just extra stuff to fill in, but just with how power presents their particular show. They just throw whatever, and then they kind of, like, rush as yeah. the end happens. I was hoping this was going to be the final season was going to be a little different, but I guess they're just following what they usually do.
0: Yeah, um, I like that. Uh, I like the um, the part with his mom where they were in the house, and, you know, she caught him trying to steal, steal from her. And she put the gun on him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't like that they were talking about, he talked about how like he stole from candy, whatever it was, from the old lady when he was Yeah, young. I like that. I like and his that mom part. called him the devil ever since. Mm-hmm. But I love how he flipped it and he knew scripture too off top of his head. Right. And he flipped it and gave it back to her. Right. And I love that because his whole life, I guess, she had been trying to, you know, use scripture on him to say why he wasn't a good person, mm-hmm. not knowing that he was taking it all in. Mm-hmm. And was able to then flip it and say, Well, here's what you are as well mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And that's a, you know, unique relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I I um I think it's, you know, because of the last five seasons and five episodes, they might be a little bit rushed. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think if he didn't see her for that long, I don't think it's logical for him to say, Let me go to you get some money. Like I know she would say no from the beginning, mm-hmm. but even though the girlfriend said, I know you gotta go, but mm-hmm. I just feel like that was a little weird. Um, that' was getting out of town thing. I think that was good or whatever, but I don't feel like um, that aspect was real. Um, how she's doing it, I don't, I don't like it, bro. I mean, she, she's obsessed with, like, um, you know, whodunit dramas, right? Trying to mm-hmm. place clues in every episode, get you to try to figure it out. That's, like, what she does, but it's not authentic power to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, like, in this episode, I miss more of Tasha and Tommy. Right? Mm-hmm. He only got Tommy on the phone a couple of times. And that one scene with Tasha. I know they focused on Dre, but it's like... And the other day, I wasn't entertained watching the mm-hmm. episode. Now, I did like the 2-bit and spank parts. Um, to find out 2-bit was... Is very, very smart. And when he was in jail mm-hmm. or getting questioned by the uh, detective... He knew everything. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, you're, you're enlightened him You know what I'm saying? So I thought that was dope. But then you got to go back and remember when he told Spank, he got 2,200 on his SATs or whatever. So he is smart. Um, and, I mean, Dre, I think since Dre was supposed to die since, like, two seasons ago, mm-hmm. I felt like his death was anticlimactic for me mm-hmm. because it was so, you know – uh, long awaited at this point it's like okay whatever you know you might as well keep him right now but mm-hmm. even though you know he did actually you know perish you know so to speak but it does take him out as a suspect uh, it was, he, he chipped um, Detective uh, Blanca that was hilarious <laughs> Dre. <laughs>
2: Clean out. And then she had, they showed she had the black guy. It was like, oh, what's your boy? And then two bits like, "What's your boyfriend hit you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, first off, I don't have a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you got a girlfriend, remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was crazy.
0: Yeah, that was crazy. So I think they're going to focus on each character, each episode. Mm-hmm. But then the last episode going to be about Tariq, Tasha, and Tommy. But let me ask you this. They pronounce Ghost dead. They did. What it said, he was slain, right? Yeah, he's yeah dead, but yeah. do you
2: think he's actually dead? Or you, do you think they're going to throw a surprise where they just put that out there and then he ends up becoming alive? Because, you know, it is a fictional show. And I felt, I don't know, I felt like just knowing how they do the writing and just with Ghost being the lead character, yeah. I feel like they're, they're going to do something that just to completely throw you off to an extent. And I feel like Ghost is still alive. I, I don't know. You still think Tariq I, did it? Uh, did you say Tariq? You said Tariq, right? He, oh no, I was just saying. I, I I had an idea that it could be Tariq, just based off of what he was saying. Yeah. But I don't know okay. if, it, if it's still him, okay, or not.
0: But I'm still on the idea that like Ghost still might be alive. Yeah, I can see that. I can I can see them. I can see the police um, putting it out there to try to you know. Um, flesh out his killer, thinking that mm-hmm. you know his shooter mm-hmm. was somebody thinking he's actually dead and whatnot, and then he actually becomes a ghost.
1: Okay, I feel like that's just so obvious that they did it that way. But, it could know. be, <laughs> yeah.
0: but you know, third party view. You know, third party view. Yeah, Josh doesn't watch Power. We all know. So, um, and-, and then another thing. Sorry to cut you off, Mike, but another yeah. thing I, I, that kind of
2: threw me off is when Dre was driving. Oh yeah, and he saw Tommy. Yeah, and then Tommy disappeared.
0: Well, I think they're trying to say was Tommy close enough to be the shooter at the yeah. club,
2: which was just a bit odd. Like they sh- like Tommy sees him,
0: then Dre gets alarmed, then that's that's also why I didn't like it because I felt like. At that point, uh, Tommy, I mean, Dre did so much to Ghost and Tommy. Mm -hmm. I feel like they should have been his killers. Mm -hmm. And for 2-Bit and Spank, I mean, I know they grew up with him and stuff like that, but for them to be the killers, that's just like, again, anticlimactic for me. They should have been the ones who killed him and stuff Mm -hmm. like that at this point. So I feel like that wasn't good. I think Rotemi did a great job in this episode, obviously. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Rotemi or whatever. But I feel like that, um, I don't know. I don't don't really feel what she's doing. I'm going to finish it because Mm -hmm. I always finish what I start. But... I just don't feel what she's doing right now to end ended. I feel like the fans are not with feeling. You said your people didn't really like it or they didn't like it? Like, I watched that at Work. Okay. And um, my, some
2: of my coworkers, they, they just love that show. Like, John, did you watch Power and all that no, other stuff? Okay. And um, the feedback I got from them, and this is like the Spanish the Spanish community right here, the you know, older Spanish woman and stuff like that. Uh, they were saying they were more confused now off of watching that one episode. Because of everything that was happening with Dre and all and that forth. the back and forth, like the like the uh with ghosts I mean with Tommy popping up and then with Dre and his mom and his daughter and his girlfriend and like the whole backstory. Like what was the point of all that? They're thinking like, oh now we're gonna find out or at least have an idea of what's going on but they just did the complete 360 and it's like now they're even more confused
0: well i think she's trying to eliminate suspect episode by episode right
2: right and i saw that i yeah. saw that but and then if you especially if you watch the teaser for the next episode
0: yeah but pause i know about um oh yeah i saw that yeah, yeah, yeah and then they were like do you really know who ghost was and all that
2: and then even with the um uh, i'm sorry I'm, I'm going back and forth but even the one part where uh I don't know if it was... Was it Dre signing the deal? No, not Dre. Or no, Spank. Spank. When he was, he, he signed it's the snitch agreement. Tommy, yeah, the, yeah the, the snitch agreement. And then you see uh, the Spanish girl. Uh, oh, Paz. The that's her sister. name? Yeah, The Paz. sister, right. And she yeah, was Paz, there like... Yeah. And then Spank looks at her like... And she she's leaving with Blanca. Yeah, yeah and it's like, what's the point? Yeah. Another thing that just threw off that didn't really make any sense. like, what's the connection? But I don't know. I mean, shout out to Corny, but I'm just like... <laughs> I think
0: uh, what I hate, and even Josh can maybe talk about this too as well, is I feel like sometimes artists get so caught up in their art that they don't listen to their fans, so to speak. And they do stuff that they want to do because they're like like her, like she loves these um, you know, whodunit type of dramas, right? Where we're trying to you know, piece together stories. But we just want to see authentic power. You know what I mean? Right. Drug dealing, killing, who's doing what and whatnot. And now we're hooked, so we're going to keep trying to figure out who shot Ghost or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's not as entertaining as we are, as as we would like it, you know, to be mm-hmm. and whatnot. And um, I think uh, that's an issue. But, you know, we'll continue to, you know, watch and review till it ends. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm still going with Tariq myself. And don't forget Power, uh, what's it called? The new one? Or the rebook? Uh, yeah. Book 2. Book 2, yeah. Yeah, Book 2 starts two days after this one. And it ends, apparently. And that's nah. stars trying to keep their subscriptions going nah. and stuff like that. But to Josh's point, that other Fifty show is getting a lot of buzz right now. So you might be right. It might actually, uh, the one that on Oh, it's out now? No, it's not out yet. Oh. But it's getting a lot of buzz. A lot of people are actually talking about it and want to see it and stuff like oh, that. for life. Yeah, for life. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm still waiting
2: for BMF if they ever put it out because I know there's a lot of internal uh, back and forth. Right. But uh, I really do think if it's done the way it's presented, I think that's going to probably be one of the best shows out just based off of what BMF has done in Atlanta Mm -hmm. and what they've done for the community. Regardless if they had a lot of negative things, they did a lot of great things for a lot of people. They also employed a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, and they were very showy, in regards to like with their billboards, uh, the the rap videos, the money, the buying out clubs. If they would go
0: into a club and you like a rival, a game. lot of um, music artists wouldn't have been on without them, right? Uh
2: least I really got. Oh, I know bit. Jeezy, and um, then they had some other people, but Jeezy's really like the their top one artist at least from what I've seen, right. But uh I think that would be I think that's gonna be a show that's gonna definitely be power if they do it the right way. And um for life I feel like that's just more of a drama and um it may show a different light. From what I've saw in the previews, it should be good, but I don't know how it's actually gonna be presented because it is on
0: A B C. So Yeah, so it won't. But I feel like it'll, it can still be a good drama. And if it's because it's on ABC, mm-hmm. it can, um, you know, get a lot of um, viewership and um, gain popularity.
1: Well, hold on, Mike. Aren't you using my exact arguments for, you know, my
0: hypothesis here? I don't know who said it, but right <laughs> now I'm saying it's a because ABC. get <laughs> a lot of popularity. It's the I like that. I did say to Josh's point though about that, <laughs> um, and um, and uh, that's kind of it for our show right now. I, I will say this week, I'm going to go see the Just Mercy with Michael B. Jordan and uh, and Jamie Foxx finally coming out this week, so I'm going to check that out. So I'll be able to review that next time we we come on. Hopefully, John can check it out too. You yeah. said you saw the movie with Adam Sandler, right? Right. right. I talked about it last show, but yeah, I did on okay, Cut Jim. Yeah, you should check that out, too. It's uh, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he's good in it anyway. So, uh, but that's it for a New Year Radio. We appreciate you guys listening. Tony, we're going to need you to rebuke uh, uh, Josh and come on the show as soon as you can. Also, we're adding to the
1: element of Dear Josh, so we're going to have a male section and a lady section because I actually had some ladies reach out to me and said that they wanted to ask some questions on the show.
0: Okay, we appreciate it. Now, should it be just Dare Josh or Dare New you Radio then now? Because, I mean, they want to ask questions about the show or about you?
1: Well, this aspect would be about me, but they should do it anyway. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. S- send content to the
0: show. I We're agree. actually live streaming
1: right now. So.
0: Well, we appreciate that. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> also... <laughs> did you get, did you get uh, John Fedora in the live stream? <laughs> <We> appreciate- <laughs> it's already on the story. <laughs> we appreciate all- see it.
1: But make sure you plug your, you know...
0: Oh, um plug a uh, uh, big nineteen eighty four is my IG. Please let me know what you think and um I
1: think uh Mike should start posting a lot more cuz he doesn't post enough to be honest.
0: Okay, I agree with that. So I
1: want everyone to go to his page every single day and see if he's doing his homework.
0: I'll start posting more stories. I don't have, like I said, a, a cushy job like John where I could post all day and watch videos. But I will try my best to, to do so. I don't
2: even post when I'm at work. Like, posting on my page. I don't do that. I do that random. You could do that any time. like
0: <laughs> that's the
2: prime time to post things anyways, really, like after work or late night for the late people. Or yeah. on the West Coast. Yeah, so you don't got to do it during business hours because not many people are really looking in during business hours. Yeah, I know. if your page is that popping. So no
0: excuses. <laughs> well, we want <would've>, we want to build up our followers, so I <laughs> build up a some more. So you got to post to build up your following, man. I just said that, didn't I? All <laughs> right, we we shutting this down. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> <or watching. laughs> Have a good one. Oh, <laughs>